Hi there, welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a holistic nutrition practitioner specializing in women's hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more using the power of food. With a practice helping many women around the world heal their bodies with a step-by-step method that not only gets results, but makes the whole transformation delicious and easy as a way of life, even when life is crazy. And it could definitely get crazy. So pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a culinary nutrition expert specializing in hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more, and who is obsessed with the power of food on our ability to heal our bodies, as well as finding the ways to make it easy and happy to make these changes with our crazy, busy lives. Pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. Today we are doing our second menu review. I love these reviews. I get to read all about you guys, what you're going through, and I really hope that my tips will help you on your healing journey. So If you also want to send in your menu to be reviewed, you can do that. Head over to lovefood.co.il forward slash LP forward slash menu. Okay, so let's dive in to this lady's menu. So the lady we're talking about today, she is 39, my age, and she suffers from PMS. The way she experiences PMS is feeling agitated, having less patience for her children, for her family. She has mood shifts and feeling very sleepy around her period. Her period is regular. Now, all this PMS only started two years ago. And two and a half, three years ago, she had an infection in her intestines. And she did make a dietary change. She changed the way she was eating for three weeks to deal with this infection. And today she barely has any dairy products because it's just not good for her. Like she feels it in her digestion. She didn't actually elaborate too much in the end about her menu. She wrote everything she was dealing with, but she wrote that she barely eats any uh, dairy, as we said. She does drink a lot of wine. She has a cup of wine three times a week. Actually, she didn't specify that it was one cup. She just said three times a week she has wine. So it might even be more than that. And she drinks coffee twice a day. She has green tea and water as well. So we don't really know exactly what's happening with her nutrition. We do know that she had this infection in her intestines. And after that, she started having PMS. And all this started just two years ago. So let's talk a little bit about PMS to understand what we're talking about. And then we're going to be talking about how, if you are suffering from PMS as well as this lady is, how you could deal with it and what exactly 
is needed to be able to get rid of it. So there are many different side effects for PMS and really every woman she she experiences um, these different side effects differently. So let's talk about some of the the side effects that are known, which is elevated stress, depression, inclination to crying, sleep issues, uh, bloating in the stomach or swelling around the ankles, heart palpitations, joint pains, headaches, food cravings, breast pain, and acne. So all of these symptoms are considered PMS within 10 days before you start bleeding, and they usually disappear after, a little bit after, or during your actual bleed. What's interesting is that our hormones don't cause PMS. It's just, in this case, an issue of how much our body is able to deal with the natural fluctuations of our hormones. Because what happens is we have a certain point in our hormonal cycle that we have more estrogen being produced and made. Now, estrogen is in charge of our happiness and puts us in a good mood. But if we have too much estrogen, if we have estrogen dominance or we're making too much estrogen, we could get from that headaches, we could get breast pains, our mood could be bad, and we could experience bloating. Now, when estrogen leaves us, that lowers also our dopamine and serotonin levels. And the amount of estrogen that we made, that's how big the fall will be afterwards. Meaning if you're making too much estrogen, your fall afterwards will be a lot, a bigger fall, a larger fall of suddenly the estrogen leaving. And that could bring uh, to migraines and to night sweats and to tiredness. Okay. Now the next part is after we have the estrogen, we're supposed to create progesterone. So progesterone is created once we ovulate. Now, when we ovulate, the follicle turns into um, this thing called a corpus luteum. And that lets out, that's what creates the progesterone. So (laughs) this is really, really important to balance out the estrogen in our body. And it creates something called GABA. And this actually elevates our mood, and really balances everything out. So if we have PMS, we know that what's happening is that our body's having a hard time dealing with these fluctuations, and that's why we have all these side effects. So there are three things that we could do to better deal with these fluctuations for our body to be able um, to experience our cycle in a better, calmer way and not deal with all these side effects of PMS. Okay, so the three things, number one, is we want to make sure that we're creating enough progesterone and, of course, from that, the GABA, and we're going to talk about in a minute how we could do that. Number two, we want to make sure to balance out our estrogen and make sure that we are absorbing it properly. And number three, we want to lower inflammation in our body because inflammation elevates production of estrogen and lowers production of progesterone. So those are the three things. Let's talk about 
all those three things and what we could do for that. So number one, we were talking about elevating the amount of progesterone we make or making sure that we create progesterone and from that, the GABA. So there's a mineral that it's a miracle mineral and I highly, highly recommend that you get as much of this as possible because this really helps with progesterone creation and that's magnesium. So let's talk about a few different magnesium-rich foods and how you could add them to your diet. So um, starting with avocado. Who doesn't love avocado? Okay, so of course you could add avocado to your salads. You can make guacamole. And I also like adding like half an avocado to my smoothie. It gives it this really rich, creamy flavor and you don't even really taste it. So that's a great way to add avocado. Um, Another one is green leafy vegetables. So we want to get as many of of those in daily. Cashews are also really rich in magnesium. Flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, um, fatty fish, bananas, almonds, sesame seeds, dark chocolate, which is the cacao, whole grains, legumes, and tofu. So I want to give you an example of a snack that's one of my favorite snacks and it's just so rich with the magnesium that I know my body needs. It's really simple. (laughs) So you take a banana, you cover it with almond butter. Okay, so we already got two in here, the banana. We got the almonds, right? And I sprinkle on top some cacao nibs and that's like the actual cacao bean that it's cut into like these little pieces. So it's very, very like chocolate. It is bitter, but when it's together with the banana and the the almond butter, it's like the best treat ever. (laughs) So banana, almond butter, and cacao nibs on top. So that is a few foods that you could add to your daily menu to make sure you're getting a nice amount of magnesium and making sure that we elevate our progesterone levels. Okay, number two, we talked about balancing estrogen so that we could absorb it better. And for that, we have to have a healthy gut. Now, this makes a ton of sense for what this woman is going through because all of this PMS started when she had an infection in her intestines. And that's where our microbiome is. That's our gut. Okay, and that is one of the big things that many people deal with all these different hormonal health challenges and don't realize how important our gut health is and how to actually get it to start healing itself. So let's talk about that for a minute. There are a few things that we could do to make sure that our gut is healing. The first thing is adding probiotics. So we could be taking a supplement daily, which I highly recommend, but we could also be having some probiotic rich foods which is fermented foods that you make at home. That way you're giving yourself all these different strands of probiotics. The probiotics are actually these healthy, good bacterias that you want happening in your gut. And that's what keeps everything there healthy and make sure that you don't get infections, that your hormones are being digested properly through your gut. So that's really important. The next thing is we want to add foods that are prebiotics. Prebiotics are actually the food of the probiotics. So when the probiotic is feeding, when it has what to eat off of, then it grows, it expands, and you have more and more of those healthy probiotics. So prebiotics are foods that are really rich with good, healthy 
um, fibers. So for example, green leafy vegetables, right? That's a great way to get in your fibers. But some foods that are considered great prebiotics are onions and Jerusalem artichokes. Love those. Okay, so the third thing to pay attention to with our gut health is mucilaginous foods. So mucilaginous foods are those like slimy foods that really help to heal the gut lining and everything that's going on in there. And it also creates like a really good flora and environment so that the probiotics could continue growing and expanding and be really, really happy there. So some of these mucilaginous foods are foods like chia seeds. You know how when you wet them, they get all jelly and like blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> that's really good, but like mucus, that's amazing. And also ground flax seeds are a really great way, great way to add that. So the flax seeds and the chia seeds, you could even that too add to your smoothie. Our smoothies are getting really great here, right? So um, that's an easy way that I get that into uh, what I'm eating. I also like adding sometimes flax seeds just on my salad or this morning. It was really, really cold here. So I made myself a bowl of buckwheat porridge and I added like a lot of flax seeds into that as well. So there are a few different ways you could just sprinkle it on things and that really makes sure that you're adding some goodness to your gut. Okay, so we talked about elevating progesterone. We talked about balancing estrogen. The third thing we need to talk about is lowering inflammation in our body. Now, we were saying that the reason we want to lower inflammation in our body is because this can create more estrogen and lowers progesterone production. And it also prevents getting estrogen cleaned out of your body, which is part of what we said we have to do, right? So we want to eat an anti-inflammatory diet that includes lowering alcohol, which could definitely bother the creation of progesterone. So this is really important for this lady because she's drinking a lot of wine. Okay. So that is one of the things that we really need to get rid of to lower inflammation in her body. And also exercise, just moving our body like every day helps to lower inflammation and stress from our body. So when I say that, let me just go back to an anti-inflammatory diet, that means that we want to get rid of food that causes inflammation. So as I said, of course, alcohol is one of them. But the three big ones when it comes to food is gluten, sugar, and dairy. So she's already kind of off dairy, not till the end. But as I always say, whoever is a listener knows that I say this, before you take anything off, you have to find what you could eat instead. Because otherwise, it's it, you're just not going to be able to stick to it. It's not really sustainable. But it's important to know that we talked about so many different things today that you can do to be able to get rid of your PMS. So in our mind, we understand now that we want to get rid of these, not get rid of the fluctuations, but kind of like mellow them out so that our body could really deal with what's happening and be able to deal with the progesterone and the estrogen and and how to elevate progesterone, how to lower estrogen, and that we also have to take care of our inflammation uh, state of our body. So for anyone listening in, I actually created a great free guide. It's called the Hormone Fixer Starter Kit. Now, 
In it, there are the three steps to take to actually be able to create a lifestyle that you could change the way you eat, still enjoy what you're eating, how to make it sustainable. So it takes you through those three steps. And one of the big things we talk about there is inflammation. And it's important for me to give you delicious recipes so that if you do choose to, for example, get rid of gluten, you have there a delicious laffa recipe and really easy to make that you could use instead. So you could check out this guide that will take you step by step. You'll get amazing recipes in it as well. So to get this guide, head to lovefood.co.il forward slash period fixer. Okay, guys. Thanks for being with me today. I hope this helps you, whoever sent in uh, this menu review. And if you want your menu reviewed, head over to lovefood.co.il forward slash LP forward slash menu. I can't wait to read and give you all the information you need on your healing journey. Okay, guys, thanks for being with me. And I'll see you again next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. New episodes are dropping each Thursday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I wanted to ask you, are you suffering from a certain hormonal imbalance? Do you have PCOS, perimenopause? endometriosis, prediabetes, infertility, or anything else, did you know that you could most definitely heal using nutrition naturally? I wanted to invite you to join my full comprehensive one-on-one healing program. This four-month program, we work together to balance your hormonal system using delicious, nuanced-for-you nutrition, as well as supplements as needed. I help my patients gain control of their health and hormones naturally with a step-by-step process and delicious recipes, and we turn everything we learn together into a happy way of life. Reach out to book a free 30-minute consult call and see if we're the right fit for each other. Your health can be transformed. I'll add a link to this free consult in the show notes. Bye for now.